I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Yes, we are late today because there is tomfoolery and hijinks going on at the WAC. Uh, I am late today because it was my eldest son's 21st birthday, so happy birthday to Darren. But we have the guys here to put everything in perspective. Mark Porter and Bill Curlick. Bill, we're going to start with you. Jaden Bonsu, he must be a Terrell Pryor fan. I kid. Um, did not commit yesterday, or did he? Who knows, really. Name did not appear on the list of committed players that Ohio State puts together. Then this morning, lo and behold, he is on there. There was some discussion of last-minute finagling. Bill, are you able to provide any clarity on the Jaden Bonsu situation? And do you expect him to be a Buckeye? We have a story up right now. Well, um, you know, talking to people last night, talk, yesterday afternoon, last night, uh, and so forth, uh, both connected with Bonsu and uh, on the high states end of things. Um, you know, he did not go to school on Wednesday, National Signing Day, and um, did not end up signing with Ohio State throughout the process. Ryan Day's press conference, he had not signed with Ohio State. He wanted to talk to Ohio State, I was told, and and uh, then last night I was told they did talk, and the new needle was moving towards him signing with the Buckeyes. I posted that on, uh, on the story and the thread that I did. Um, that the Benito was moving towards the Buckeyes, but it hadn't been settled yet as, as of last night. Um, but it, you know, it was looking positive. Uh, this morning, still, um, n- nothing was confirmed. Uh, Ohio State football Twitter didn't tweet out that he had signed and all, but as, as you mentioned, um, he is now on the official Ohio State football website as having signed with the Buckeyes. Usually when something like this 
say it like that because I'm not sure anything has ever happened like this when it comes to the NIL before. But we have an obvious suitor that would be uh, possibly affecting the situation. I thought it could be Miami and their uh, abundant checkbook. But we didn't hear about another suitor. So this was kind of bizarre, Bill. Yeah, uh, in, in talking to um, uh, someone at uh, connected with Bonzu, the school and all, uh, Bonzu school, that is, uh, yesterday, they said it really wasn't uh, uh, about that so much, uh, another school in particular so much, but it was uh, uh, really about Bonzu and talking to Ohio State and getting, getting everything clarified and along those lines. Uh, they they really downplayed any one single individual school. Um, now, having said that, you know you just don't know for sure on that. But I'm just telling you that uh, uh, someone connected with Bonds who's familiar with his recruitment told me that it uh, uh, really downplayed one single individual school um, in regards to Bonds that leads us to fill in the blanks, and I will fill in the blanks and say that sounds like NIL to me and someone uh, negotiating towards the deadline. Let's just address this at the top and get it over with. There is a belief that Ohio State did not have a tremendous day yesterday because of uh, an inability to generate NIL competitively. Now, none of this to be fair, is documented in a way that I would be comfortable using names or numbers. I will say that because I do have a feeling that the NIL talk and the NIL reality do not meet in the middle anywhere. Um, I think they're BS, but it is worth discussing. Um, it kind of seems like you want to have it both ways, though, here, because I've heard several things about how we aren't putting up enough money and then a guy takes less to go somewhere else. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um I guess here's my question. It seems like Ohio State is using more of an approach. It's I or F. N-I-L or N-F-L. And I get the sense that the, that the approach of paying guys after they've produced at Ohio State may not be as popular with the recruits. However, I do honestly believe that eventually you're going to have programs that stand for the I or the F and that will work itself out. Can you do both? That's really the question here. Is it possible for them to go in? Like we're competing with Alabama, Georgia, et cetera. Do we, I haven't heard about Alabama and Georgia emptying the checkbooks for these, for these players. That's not the stories we're getting. Uh, yeah. I have some yeah, I have some thoughts on this, and I don't want to directly debate you, but I think you might have a flawed premise where you think if they're buying players, they can't be developed for the NFL somewhere else. Like Ohio State's the only place that produces NFL talent, and you're selling these kids on. Can you do both? Well, I'm here to say as a talent guy that the reason Ohio State develops talent for the NFL every year is they get these type of high school players that are going to blossom in the NFL talent. They Ohio State, uh, it was famous that Urban Meyer told a staff one day, don't bring a kid to my desk that isn't going to leave here in three years for the NFL, because if he's not leaving for three years in the NFL, we're on the wrong kid. 
So you were landing that type of kid and it produced NFL results. If these other schools start stealing those kids that have NFL upside and they develop them, your premise of, well, you have to go to Alabama or Ohio State to go to the NFL. No, I think it's the talent coming out of high school and whoever gets it into their program, they get the reward for it a few years later and say, oh, we developed them. But some of these players, you know, they're going to go to the NFL. no matter If they went to Kent State or Youngstown State, they're headed to the NFL in three or four years because of their genetic makeup. And I think that's why they want pay. Uh, and I know what you're saying, like the history and all the stats. And if you go through the NFL drafts in the past, it's been these six, eight, 10 programs that historically you go there, you're going to the NFL, but think about who their recruits are every year, the top of the echelon five stars. Now that this is being, you know, a five stars being stolen here and a couple are going here into Miami, watch Miami's first round draft pick numbers in three or four years. And will that, make my point more relevant like what we're saying all of a sudden Miami's developing NFL players yeah because they bought the the prize the livestock coming right out of high school that was destined to go to the NFL there aren't too many players that don't have NFL traits genetics that you can develop for the NFL no matter who you are you give uh Ohio State Kent State's roster next year they're not going to get 10 first round draft picks out of it if you just can't, your weight room is not more special than anybody else's. It's taking, you're taking the genetic freaks at 16, 18 years old that have the NFL qualities. And yeah, you're going to be there to help them blossom and you take the rewards of getting them the NFL. And I'm not saying you're not developing them, but I think kids these days don't worry about all. Oh, I, I think these kids think I have NFL talent right now. You're the one taking advantage of me. Okay, I'm gonna let you develop me, and you and you want me to come there for free? Please, someone else is gonna give me six hundred thousand so they can develop me and put me in the NFL. If you don't want to get on this ride, trains leaving the station, and that's literally what a recruit told somebody. Uh, but I think that premise is gonna have to be watched here. Like, will these guys like that went to Tennessee for money and Miami for money? Will they show up in the draft in a couple of years and blow up this theory that of what Ohio State and Alabama may be selling? Hey, no money for freshmen. You're going to get it three years from now when you're starting and you're in the league. And in this day and age, no one knows what's going to happen in three years. You could get hit by a car tomorrow, take the money, put it in the bank. And, uh, and you know what? I want a double dip. I want it now and I want it then. Okay, so don't tell me I'm either going to get it now or then. I'm telling you I want it now and that. So I think the mindset of these players, if you can, if you listen to them enough, th this is going to get uglier the next couple of years, I think. Bill, I want to get your comment on this, but here's, I guess what I'm saying. And I think you're right that right now it's going to be hard to win the argument I'm using because you don't show up and get to the NFL the next day. This is yeah. going to have to have a three to four year effect you're going to have to have some schools – keep in mind, there are going to be some staffs that get blown out of here while you're supposed to get paid. And then are you getting paid? So I think what I'm saying is going to have to take a few years to materialize, and then, then guys are really going to have an obvious palette in front of them. You can take the money, um, maybe a little bit more at a school that hasn't produced guys at the same level, or you can take you know, the real money at the end towards your NFL contract. 
I guess also what has to be determined is, and this is something we're not going to know, how much money these guys are actually getting. Because if you're actually getting at 18 years old, $3 million, you should take it. Okay. That is literally uh, financial independence insurance. But if it's $500,000, I know that's a, look, write me a check for 500 grand right now and you will not have a Thursday podcast next week. But <laughs> um, that's not enough to live off of the rest of your life. And that's, that is selling yourself short. So what's going to end up happening here? Anytime there is sales, okay, this is a fact. The people with the money eventually figure out how to maximize their dollars, okay? The idea that the players are ultimately going to win out of this is a farce, okay? Most of the players are going to end up getting screwed, okay? That's a fact. There is, anything you, sent, you, you built on the concept of a lottery ticket does not work, okay? Football is also very, very painful, and it hurts, and it's hard. If you pay these kids a million bucks at 18 years old, there's going to be a certain percentage of kids that never take another hard hit. I'm sorry. That's a fact. Yeah. No, there, there's, there's a lot of over time. The guys that end up coming through your program and having being the complete package, it almost look more like basketball, like a Duke where you're getting the kid who are the very few kids that are academically and basketball good enough to go to one spot are going to materialize. And I'll say this again. We're not losing these guys to Toledo yet. We're losing them to Alabama and Georgia. So nothing's changed. Here, here's what is going to change. Go ahead, Mark. Here, Go ahead. Yeah, here's the way I look at. Here's the way I'm looking at it too. Um, if you're an evaluator as a college coach, and just like 24/7 does, you have the five stars, four stars, three stars, and on your board, every college coach in the country knows where the talent is. Okay, but in the NFL, there's a draft. You only get one pick for 32, so you only get two of the top 64 players. Okay. Places like in Ohio State and Alabama, like Urban Meyer said, why would I want to coach in the NFL? I get 10 or 15 first-round picks a year. So, like in Ohio State and Alabama, if, if, if there was a college draft, would they get one pick out of the first, you know, 60? No, they're taking 10 guys in that first round or 15 guys in the first round. They're taking maybe five or six guys in the second round. And places like Purdue and Northwestern are starting with third-rounders and fourth-rounders and building their team. So the talent in college football has always gone to places where you can develop the NFL stars, and then that gets divided among five, six, eight big-time schools every year. They take all the first-round players and all the second-round players, and everybody else builds from the third round down, if that makes a visual sense of what's happening. It's not a fair structure of, oh, in college football, everybody gets one pick and we divide it evenly. The, the team with the most gold, most national championships gets the best picks. This NIL has upset that system where some of those guys in this first round that usually go to these six or eight teams are now going to start getting plucked because of money. And that's going to be a dilution, a diluted talent pool. We're now Ohio state. Like we're seeing it. You said it's a less uh, glorious signing day. Well, because some of the stars have been picked out or plucked and wow, this has never happened at a place like Ohio state. And Your Miami, point. Mark, but they're not going to teams that Miami and Tennessee aren't Georgia and you know so and they're two of the big players in this same with teams in Texas and I made this point before I live in Youngstown I watched Eddie DeBartlow run a team in the red every year 
All it takes is one Boone Pickens in your area who doesn't care about his money, and he just wants a winner, and that blueprint's going to copy, and I don't care. It doesn't have to be Toledo. I mean, Miami of Florida is a glorious enough place well, to start Texas it. Use Texas A&M as an example. There Let's you see go. what happens there, though. Like a lot but of but you're right. Are... This is, this is going to play out. And right. I'm finding out that I'm much more cynical than you, where I think next year is going to get worse. And the, and the money's going to get bigger, not smaller. You know, like you're saying, oh, guys are going to get burned and they're not going to want to do it. I, I think this is going to be, oh, we need to get in on this team. They're not going to want to do it. And, and I don't think Ohio State – I should say this. Ohio State has more resources than anybody. When they want to get in the NIL game, they're going to be the, the big guy that comes in and says, we're going to take your player. So that switch may flip also. We forget that we have the most gold in the fan bases and – the foundation and all these things that when they come together and click, yeah, your offers aren't going to match the Ohio state offers for upfront uh, money. If we decide to do that. Also, one of the things that uh, you mentioned, Mark, of uh, picking guys off at the end here and there. Uh, and that is happening. And that gets to the point of that. There, there are nothing, there's nothing structurally set up. Schools are doing this however way that they seem fit. Um, you know, for one, for instance, one school may divide the money up among guys that have produced. Another school may divide the money up among everybody on the team. Uh, another school, the picking part, may decide that uh, they're going to give, as I call it, upfront or signing bonus money, while another one may not. And those schools that uh, are picking off players at the end generally are giving those signing bonuses or upfront money. Um, I still don't believe that is a sustainable model. Um, if you're doing that um, and you're at a school that is giving some money to everyone, or if you're at a school that's only giving money to guys that produce uh, and giving it based on their production, uh, how do you feel when all of a sudden you see a huge sign or know about a huge signing bonus going out to a high school guy? You're going to want more. And how's that going to affect the whole atmosphere yeah. of the team and all? That's why I don't think this is going to be a sustainable model. Um, I was told of a, a player that um, is at a school that uh, he was not starting. And he moved into the starting lineup uh, partway through the season. All of a sudden, the money he was getting at this school, the NIL money, increased. That's how they do it. Whereas if you're not playing, you're not getting money. So there are so many different models, so many different ways to do all this. And it's going to take time to sort out. But I still believe that a sustainable model isn't going to be giving tons of money up front as signing bonuses. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. So here's my vibe on this also is that what you end up doing in this case is you kind of create in some ways a meritocracy. Okay. So the, the better players should be getting paid more, but this does not like just because we've decided to pay these guys doesn't mean we've become better evaluators of talent. That does not make any sense to me. So you're how many, well, what's our, I can't remember the number we usually use. Let's say you take 20 guys in a draft class and we expect to hit on blank of them. Let's say 14 of them. If you're having to pay all 20, six of them are overpaid. So how's that dealt with? Okay. Now, I think, I think the NFL model eventually something like that happens, salary cap structures, but you guys, like you're saying, None of these, Bill made the great point. There's three or four different ways to do this, and all of them make rational sense to certain mindsets and certain theories, but this is the wild, wild west. This is the first year where someone lifted up a floodgate and said, hey, all you cowboys have at it. Bring in machine guns, six shooters, you know, bows and arrows, however you want to fight this fight, and, and you know, we'll see how the dust settles. Uh, sustainability, I'm not worried about sustainability. I'm just saying that the, all the five stars used to go to all the same eight schools, we watch that get blown up. What happens next? We'll see. You know, and were those five stars always evaluated right, Dan, by media, by college coaches? No. Right. Uh, the first round of the NFL is not evaluated perfectly every year. Half of that's a bust. And so there is no science. Billionaires who billionaires losing that money. Got scouting departments that have guys that are crawling up the butts of every recruit uh, college guy digging deep sending surveys to their high school coaches still getting it wrong i believe that but like you're saying this nil there are people that have more money than brains and my pessimistic or whatever attitude says there are people out there and i've seen them that don't care about burning money that they just want to win and if it takes them three, four years of burning money and they win, all that burnt money was worth it. Just like uh, the Rams. They sacrificed their future, all these first-round draft picks, to get their Super Bowl last year. Now they can't get out of the backfield. So, you know, was that the right way to do it? Was that sustainable? No, you got your championship and you hung it in your, you know, your building. What's that worth? Well, how much money and how much pain was it worth? Uh, how much would you give for a national championship for Ohio State this year? What's it worth? You know, so to get that ultimate prize, I think guys with big time money are going to really screw up this process. A couple things. One, you mentioned it there. You said three or four years and win. What I'm saying is you got a lot of people paying out a lot of money and not everybody wins. And that is hard to stomach. Um, I don't think that'll be as amenable Wait. as many think. But here's another thing. Keep this in mind. And that's a smaller scale, and it's basketball. If you're Ohio State, with the way the transfer portal is set up, you could literally sit and look at the entire nation and pick out the best freshmen at other schools and go and get them now. And they'll have proven to you another year of body development, 
another year of maybe, you know, taking a few lumps somewhere else. So the idea of a meritocracy is going to work in Ohio State's favor. Keep this in mind. Not everybody's a five-star. Not everybody. Go ahead. Now you're thinking. This is the first aggressive mindset I'm seeing. Like, hey, I'm sitting in the staff right now. I'm saying what you're saying. Stop taking high school guys. Let's go around the country, look at all the best freshmen, and just go buy them. Let's buy them. I know, them. Andrew, I know a basketball scout who has stopped recruiting high school players. Well, there you go. Let's yeah. let's take advantage of this system. Let's eliminate busts. If it's going to cost us a million or two to sign a class every year, let's go steal the freshman a year in the MAC, the freshman a year in the WAC, the freshman of the year at 1AA. Let's take I'm them saying, all. I'm saying let's go get the, hypothetically, the best freshman running back at Mississippi. Yeah, whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, you could scout it, out and go get them. Oh. Yeah. Look, if you want your if you want your your uh, kill shot percentage, that's a joke there for others who were here before the show. Back back in up. early back in early December, I mentioned watch out for the portal. It's going to go crazy this year because yep. what happened is all those all those kids that were freshmen and sophomore in college, they saw the money now going out to high school kids. And they said, whoa, we can get in the portal, transfer free, and get paid. And that's exactly what's happening with the explosion of all these guys getting in the portal now, um, looking for, in many, in some cases, their first payday, in some cases their second. If they were a freshman, they may have gotten paid one time already. But that's coupled with the uh, the NIL and the transfer rules now has just really uh, made the portal it's, it's, a haven for all this. It's flat out free agency. If you're taking the, the mindset Dan has, where you're, forget our friends, forget that we know our buddies over at Mississippi and that guy coached with us, oh, we're fun. taking his quarterback. How about Tennessee? You just paid all that money for Iowa Leva. You have a 500 year. He's going to transfer, take all that money, and then come back and beat you. He's going to be on some other team that rolls you, and you were paying him a year ago. You have no idea. That is a moving target. The NFL is not a moving target. So as long as you're able to stay competitive on that end and still, dude, look at – look, their freshmen – they have two rookie receivers in the NFL that are both going to go over 1,000 yards. They have a defensive end who's going to get NFL uh, Defensive Player of the Year. They have a quarterback who's probably leading in jersey sales now. And the, 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 the major real paydays, like real money, is not coming from NIL for, for more than a yeah, few days. And to so my Bill, point, yeah. How much is Kormani – hold on, time out. How much is more Kormani McLean you think going to get? This is total speculation, Bill. Kormani oh, McLean, wow. big time, arguably the top corner in the country. I believe he was always slated to go to Miami. Now uh, Dion's involved. How much do you think he's uh, – getting uh, who knows i mean in really who knows what's that in the millions i i, I would think that uh, that that'd be the zip code you're in but who, who knows for sure you just you don't see these numbers and you know what happened that first year after the nil went into effect is that a lot of kids found out that what they were promised they didn't actually get they got to school and said hey Where's all that money? So who really knows? My premise, when you said, oh, you know, Ohio State has the leading jersey sales and Bosa, defensive player of the year, 
you're telling me if Bosa went to Texas A&M, he wouldn't have been in the NFL draft, or Justin Fields went to Wisconsin, he wouldn't have showed up in the NFL draft? So my premise is whoever buys not, that talent out of high school. Though. But it's not either but, or. Guys have always yeah. gone to the NFL from Texas A&M. That's not what yeah, I'm, I'm saying. saying. But I'm saying whoever bought those guys out of high school was getting them. Ohio State and Alabama have just been getting all those guys because they have the, the gold right now. Or, or they had it in the past. The, you know, the, Like you're saying, in the past, exactly what you said mattered. Come here, and we'll make sure you reach your potential. We're the best at doing that. Where these players believe, hey, wherever I went to school, whether it was Michigan, Ohio State, wherever, I was headed to the NFL. You're lucky to get me, and I think that's my premise with this buying talent thing where, you know, the, the kids are – Yeah, it, it's you tough. You just said these guys are competitive with each other. So after a year – so let's say Nick Bosa came to Ohio State and a guy, another defensive end, went to Tennessee. After a year, they pull out the mock draft, okay, and Nick Bosa's projected third, and that guy's not on there. Ohio yeah. State, that's what I'm saying. We need a little bit of time to build this back up here, man. What that really too. matters is producing the best football players. We've gotten our mind off the – we got it. what's the new term? Keep the main thing the main thing. Everyone says that now. The main thing is to create great football players. And I think, and what's, we're going to lose a lot of good coaches because of this. When NIL becomes more important than creating great football players, then you are the NFL. Okay. Then it's a completely different business. So I'm not sure how I feel about that. I do think in the long run, the ability to produce high quality NFL football players is the goal. I don't think, it's Shane. Now I could be wrong, man. I don't have a kid who's. No, and I, must, I don't think there is right. Or, to, go ahead. I don't think there's right or wrong yet. I think yeah. this debate it just. I think this debate's happening in every staff room across the country. If we had the right answer, we'd say, "Here's what the right answer is. This is the way you do it. It's proven. It's." But I think there was a there's a you know like uh, some people say when you someone dies in your family, there's before their death and after the death, the way you see your life. This NIL thing, you, yeah. the way you saw college football the last 100 years is not the way you're going to see it ever again. It will never make sense. And you see it on our boards. This is free agency. This has ruined the sport. Has it? I don't know. I don't think there's a yes or – yeah, like I said, I don't think there's a right or a wrong or yes or no to it. But I think we're in a period where our debate – I love Bill's points. I loved your points. On my cynical points, I think we are – you know, debating the right points of this. And yeah, we're going to sit here for the next three, four years and watch this play out and rehash these issues. But this is certainly dominating conversation might be boring to some, it might be too much of this, but this is what's happening today. And we're, you know, we're living in on signing day. Bill's chasing his tail around. Remember what Urban Meyer said, this is all going to take five years to sort out. And that might now be the conservative uh, uh, guess five years to sort out. But that's I, I remember well him saying it's going to take five years to sort all this stuff out. And I think he's right. Or if anything, it might even take a little longer because it's not getting it's not close to being sorted out right now. Nope. Some of it, so much of it depends on whether or not they put in some type of regulation. Um. I guess my general vibe is this, and you guys can can speak on this. I don't think it's going to have the the impact people think on the actual winners and losers of the games. I think that if you – just like you said earlier, uh, Mark, 
and we'll see how this works out. But that if Ohio State wanted to, they eventually it's going to the, the teams with the most interest and the most money dominate. Okay, and we have the most interest and the most money. And you know, Georgia's recent run is not because of more interest. It's because the state of Georgia has become a treasure trove for talent that did not that did not exist in the past. If you go go look at that, Mark does uh, Division One players for. Ohio every year. Go look at Georgia. It's not NIL. It's a massive influx of people from the, all over the country moving to Atlanta and the Georgia area. So I can give you a couple numbers. Well, Mark can give you the numbers on Ohio. Oh. If, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Mark will tell you that there's in the low hundreds of uh, like 100 to 125 or so Division One guys sign each year from Ohio. I think that's about right, isn't it, Mark? Um, yeah, and we're down because of COVID and the portal. We were around 125, yeah. 130. We're about 80, uh, 88 last year, 90 so far this year. So you see the portal has already cut that into us. And, yeah, it's in the COVID and thing Georgia, and the extra Georgia, year for the Georgia juniors. Georgia is around 300 plus. Yeah. yeah. That's a big Georgia, difference. Florida, it's a huge Texas, difference. Yeah, Florida, Texas, Georgia, Florida, all get Ohio. Then Ohio comes in there next. It's not just that. Gwinnett County. Go look at Gwinnett County and the players that come out of there. The, Gwinnett County is better than NAIA football, better than Division Three. I'm not even kidding. You know, you've got yeah. uh, Justice Haynes and and the other dudes. It's incredible. So let's let's also let's bring it back in here and also finish on a somewhat positive tip. Ohio State is in the playoff. Okay. They did have a top recruiting class as much as it did not finish with the juice that we thought. Number five in the country right now in the compo- com- 247 composite. They are in great position for to have a tremendous class. Yes, they lost Dylan Riola, but they're in great position to have more guys come in here. And like I said, the further we get away from the initial thrust of the NIL, the better for Ohio State. Because the teams that can do both, we can send you to the NFL and we can send you there and a Range Rover, I think they're going to win. I, do, I just don't see the Jimbo Fisher, and I'm not trying to be mean to the guy, that approach winning. I don't see the Tennessee thing satisfying it. So I could be optimistic, and yes, this is buck nuts, and I want Ohio State to win, but I just don't think in the long run it's going to have a, that, that big of an effect on them. Look, people don't like uh, Lincoln Kynholtz. You know how many programs would kill to be able to go in the portal and go get a quarterback of that ilk on the drop of a dime? So I think one thing we're moving towards is a little bit more negativity because of where we currently stand. I wonder how people will feel about all this if Ohio State beats Georgia. Don't you think? Be a nice deodorant. Winning's a nice deodorant for everything else. So if Ohio State beats Georgia and then beats Michigan, all of a sudden do we have the right NIL approach? See, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, but we, like you said, this is too early to judge. It's one year into it. And you know what? We haven't seen the NIL players on the field yet. You know, we haven't had a class of NIL kids that have mattered. You know, last year was the first year. How many of those kids actually are going to have a say in this Georgia game? You know, so we've nailed it. We, think I think we've Texas nailed it. A&M Hall is going to be – that was considered, I think, Bill, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the first kind of outlandish NIL Paul, would you agree with that? The Texas A&M defensive line this past year? Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. So yeah. let's see how it works out with those dudes. If, if, if none of those dudes 
end up being highly drafted or all of them have to transfer, I think there are going to be some cautionary tales that kick in here at some point. And also, here's another little thing. Ohio State, and I've said this, I would recruit all kids of NFL players, and kids of NFL players tend to be a little bit more affluent and not in need of the money in the beginning quite as much. So I would focus on that too. So who knows? Very, very interesting conversation. I have a feeling it's not going to end anytime soon. Like I said, it'd be nice if Ohio State could just beat Georgia and then uh, we'll deodorize the entire thing. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Kind of went a little crazy there, but uh, <laughs> have a good one, Bucknutters. Is Jaden Bonsu in the class? We hope. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.